What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's up? Derek, we are back. Another fun-filled week full of no structure and beer and getting hit in the face with it because we overfilled the cans because we're savages. I give people so much credit that actually can their own stuff because this was a process. It was way harder than I thought it was going to be. And then it kind of makes you realize how fine-tuned commercial beer companies are sure. with their entire process so when we did this what was your yeah, i know i'm spilling it literally everywhere uh what was your initial thoughts behind the whole process like what did you think we would have to do well i mean we worked with briar brothers so when we worked at briar brothers it kind of made sense can you hear me paper towels over there we're kind of a disaster but because we like learned what uh we learned most of the process with them and then doing it with Crooked Brews, it expanded on that whole aspect because then we realized, oh, so it, it kind of is the same thing. It's just the amount changing. And then yeah. you add a different ingredient or whatever just to make the beer the beer. But it's fascinating how it's it's simple but extremely complicated and can go wrong at any time. Oh, yeah, which it almost did like a quadrillion of times because it's so down to the number of what you need to do to put in there. But everybody, thank you very much for tuning in. We are the Buffalo Happy Hour Podcast where we record interviews with small businesses to give them a free platform to promote. If that's something that you're interested in, please hit that subscribe button, like this video, and then also leave a comment down below. Let us know a business that you would like us to feature. Coming up with this episode, I believe we have what? We have co-working, Convergence Co-working releasing with this interview. Uh, last week was, now I'm drawing a blank, who was last week? St. Lawrence? Last week was St. Lawrence. Good job. And then the next week, we have a wine sommelier on. Yeah. So we're doing all the things. So if that's something you're interested in, please stick around. Tune in on Friday. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on our social media platforms at the Buffalo Happy Hour 12 and at the Buffalo Happy Hour uh, on Facebook and Instagram. 
I'll leave those right there because I'm pretty sure I didn't tell you which one was which. But yeah, today we're going to be drinking our beer that we made with our friends over at Crooked Lamppost Brewing Company. This is a pink guava wit beer, which is very interesting. It's something that I love, mixing fruit with a little white wheat beer. Um, and then we're just going to continue with this unscripted, non-formatted conversation today. That's it. Chilling. So the, uh, whatever. <laughs> All right, man. So, yeah. So, weekly recap. Um, what are you doing? What? I don't even know what I'm doing. I was going to... I actually went for a run. Uh, first time since healing from my sinus infection slash whatever I was hit with. Still don't know. Don't really care. Living life. First run of the year. Have you gone in yours yet? No. I'm not going to. Yeah, you will. No, I'm not. I literally sized you for the shoes you need. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Why not? Because I don't like running. Running's not even that good for you from my thousands of research. It's bad for your knees. I would rather buy a bike. That's my thing now. That's, oh, my, that's the next thing that I'm getting into. What are you, 55? Yeah, why not? I would love to buy a bike because if- I don't like doing cardio in general. So my thought process is if I can buy a bike and I can ride my bike from here to the gym, which is a little bit over a mile and a half, which is easy. That would be my cardio to and from the gym, and then I can just lift weights at the gym because I'm not going to sit there on a stationary bike for a half an hour at the gym before I start lifting weights. That's literally ridiculous. So I'll do it on the way to get to the gym, and then when I'm at the gym, I can work out and then come back home. That's my thought. Why don't you just do sprints in your own yard? You have a lot for it. Just do sprint. You don't even need shoes. What do you mean, no? Sounds like the lamest thing in the world. It's My the neighbors most are going to call thing. somebody because I'm going to be out there with no clothes on, running back and forth. Why would you have no clothes on? He's <laughs> streaking. No, you just do do sprints. It's incredible for you. Fasted sprints in the morning, it'll spike your metabolism. It'll, I mean, it's incredible for you. It's low impact on your joints, so you don't have to worry about your knees all of a sudden. Since I'm gonna, all of a sudden, you care about your knees. I'm gonna. Well, my knees are shot to begin with, so I should probably protect them as much as I possibly can. You're fine. Drink water. Change your socks. I literally drink water all the time, and I change my socks every like once a week. But anyway, uh, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I'm gonna step on something. It's summer now, and if I step on a bee, I'm gonna flip out and never want to run again. Well, then why life. don't you? First of all, you should take care of your lawn so you don't have ground bees. But secondly, you just work on your grass. Perfect it. Oh, then my you know, grass is fine. Well, if you're worried about bees, it's not fine. <laughs> if it's fine, then start doing wind sprints outside. I'll stand there with a whistle no, that's not and happening. a giant sun hat. I don't perform for people. <laughs> I perform for myself. Yeah. Thank God we started a podcast. We're definitely not producing content for anyone. <laughs> We're really not. This is really for you and I as people. Yeah, this is our hobby. I mean, we have like solid four, four and a half listeners. Yeah. We appreciate all of you. No, dude, we've grown a lot on the podcast platform. So thank you all very much for tuning in, not only on YouTube, but the podcast platforms in general. We made a post about a week and a half ago at this point. Uh, on Sunday that outlined all the different podcast platforms that we're on that we know of. For some reason, they just anchor was like, we're going to tell you these eight, but then you kind of have to figure out the rest. I'm like, Owltail, what is Owltail? That's a podcast platform. Anyway, I did, we did some research on Google to see what platforms we were on. And you guys have been doing great on those platforms. Our like estimated audience that anchor does like skyrocketed. So what are we at now? Like nine? Yeah, about. We went from like eight to nine, and I'm like, yes. So I'm talking no, about. Dude, we're we're up there. That's riveting. Yeah, 
a lot of our traffic comes from those platforms. So thank you all for listening. Make sure if you do listen on one of those platforms, you either press uh, like a follow button or a subscribe button. It doesn't cost you anything. It just notifies you when we post and upload, which if you don't know already, it's every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. Um, and then if you're on YouTube, subscribe. But yeah, our podcast platforms are doing great. Well, good. Yeah. That makes me happy inside. Mm-hmm. Gives me the wiggly jigglies. Yeah. I mean, we're still not making any money, but we're doing good. <laughs> That's right. So why Zero are you, dollars, why are you late or early for everything? This is what I wanted to talk to you about this week. My my punctual uh, what is it? Punctual anxiety. Yeah. I don't know. I just have it. So I think it stems from childhood when I always got screamed at for not being ready on time to leave. So let's let's format the discussion as to why we're talking about this. You came over the other day and lay the landscape out for our listeners. What happened? I was supposed to get to your house at 4.30 for the interview that was occurring at 5. I got to your house at 4.04 and said, I have way too much time. I guess I'll just get gas, which took a whopping three minutes (laughs) and an additional 45 (laughs) seconds to drive from your house to the gas station on the closest major road to you. How much gas did you need at the time? Was it like half a tank or were you at a three quarters of a tank and you're like, I just got to do something. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't that obnoxious. Um, I was at a quarter tank left. Oh, OK. So. So you needed gas. It was still like ninety five dollars. Thanks, President, for getting <laughs> gas. But just kidding. But I do drive a truck. So it was like 50 bucks in gas. Yeah. And then I came back. And then by then, because I had to stand there for a while and fill my truck, um, I ended up getting to your house at a solid 415, which then we left your house from loading all the equipment at like a whopping 420 <laughs> and arrived at the interview. We were supposed to be there at five. We got there at 445, <laughs> basically on the dot. And you just look at me like, she's not even here yet. <laughs> and she owns the building. And I'm like, at least we can look at the lake. So... Yeah. And then obviously the the most ridiculous jokes ensued. We just made fun of me the entire time because there is no reason for us to be early. But I can't. I just can't do it. It takes twelve minutes to get to your house. So from mine, and I'm hell bent on leaving thirty minutes before I have to be to your house <laughs> because I'm like I have anxiety. I just can't. Did the army broke me, dude? I can't do is it. Is that what it is, or do you like you? Because for me, I get to places on time because I'm like. Five minutes before, I should say, because I'm neurotic about the exact time it takes to get somewhere. So if it takes me 12 minutes to get to a place, I'll leave my house 15 minutes early to get there three minutes on time. I add 15 to 20. Yeah. You, so do you do that consciously or you're just like, I, I don't know what's going to happen on the way from here to there. My body tells me to leave now okay. and then I just do it and then I'm always early and I it's it's something that's in my subconscious where I just have to be 15 minutes to 15 minutes and that's it. I have to be prior to everything. Yeah. Well, so I had, I had that growing up, but then the army fine-tuned that to a point where it was just obnoxious. So did they did they make you not obviously they made you do a lot of things, but was it built into you to you have to arrive places 15 minutes early or was it more of a like you have to be on time and you were nervous of being late? They give you a time, and it's assumed to be there 15 minutes early okay. at the latest. You realistically should be there half an hour early just in case of any changes or anything like that. But they also build into the timeline that they don't tell you. Like, 
if we have a if something's going on at six in the morning, they'll wake you up and you'll be staged at like eleven p.m. for something that happens at six a.m. Oh yeah. And then you're like, why are we here so early? Like, what are we staging for? And they're like, oh, we're, we just got to stage. And you'll you'll sit there for hours and have no clue what's going on. And that's the running joke of like 15 minutes prior to 15 minutes prior to 15 minutes prior. Mm. But it's it's something that they kind of build into their timeline. Like good leadership kind of understands, okay, you know. But it's also all based on who's in the unit like what is the personnel because if you have a bunch of people that are just dumpster fires then you have to basically coordinate for that mm. and plan for that similar to you you give me a different time than you'll give you know your girlfriend yeah because she's she takes longer to get ready than i do right so you play that game already and then the army does that but on a giant scale of 400 people so you I just stress kinda, out with you too so yeah and i have to tell gina to be ready like, if we have some place to go at 5 and we need to leave the house by 4.30, I'll tell her we need to leave by 4 or 4.15 because I know that we won't be ready at that time. And now I have a buffer so we can leave prior to 4.30 when I actually want to leave. And she's catching on now. She's like, you did this on purpose, right? And I'm like, you're damn right I did. Hell yeah. And for you, it's the other way around. <laughs> if I know that we need to leave the house by 4.30, I'll tell you we're, we'll be fine by 5.15 knowing that you'll be at my house <laughs> at 3 o'clock. So I just have to... <laughs> kind of get get the balance between you two. The running joke is you'll tell me a time or we'll agree on a time. You know, you hey, be to my house at 4.30 p.m. We'll determine that at 8 a.m. And then at 8.04, I'll text you here. <laughs> like, because it's that obnoxious. <laughs> and that, that's just something we do. But I I don't know, man. I I can't not do it. I, I have the worst anxiety about being late. So when you're mapping out your day or something like that, do you do it in 15-minute increments, or are you doing like 8, 12-minute, or however long it takes you to get there? I backwards plan um, <clears throat> from the end of the day to the beginning of the day. So like if something takes you 20 minutes to get to, mm-hmm. how long in your head does it take to get you there? Everything is 30 minutes. Okay, gotcha. And that's my starting point. That's my baseline. Everything is 30 minutes for the city of Buffalo and all the surrounding areas. Um, obviously, if it's more than 30 minutes, if if I know that going into it, like, hey, I'm at work and then I have to go all the way down into the southern tier at this area of the southern tier. Like, OK, that's a good 45 to an hour and a half. Like, I understand that. But there's other places where, you know, I have to go to the north towns from the south towns mm-hmm. and i'm like okay that's that's a solid 30 minutes i know that i'll still leave 45 minutes early and then based on location i'll add in 15 minute increments but i'll backwards plan the entire day with the the legitimate hard times that i need to complete so like 4 30 wake up i know that and then bed is 8 p.m so at 8 p.m i have to be in bed ready for sleep so then i'll work backwards based on the task and then i'll allocate the amount of time needed to complete that task so like pre-bed hygiene I need, you know, six minutes. So there you go, six minutes. And then next thing, and then I'll just work backwards from the end of the day all the way to the start of the day. But if I have to be to the gym, I'll just know because I know me. So if I have to be to the gym at 5 a.m., I'm up at 4.30. And then I don't have the issue of snoozing or setting nine alarms to get up at 4.30. When my alarm goes off, I'm awake. Mm -hmm. And then I just get up at the first sound of my alarm. And then I just move on. And it's miserable and it's awful, but you just kind of get used to that. Yeah, there's a lot. I'm pretty sure there's a couple studies that say the more that you press snooze, the more tired you'll actually be because you think that you're getting nine more minutes, 
but the fact that you keep waking yourself up and going back to sleep is harmful for your like rest. So the more you press that snooze button, the more tired you'll actually be. Yeah. Which is contradictory to what everybody thinks. So you just press it. You don't press it at all, and you're just up. Mm-hmm. So are you at the point where you can wake up without an alarm yet? Yeah. And it's more of a safe? Yeah. yeah. But it'll be at like 5 a.m. It'll always be about 20 to 30 minutes after what my alarm is, oh, and then my body will wake up. But there's – if I'm steady, which – it's tough because of the weekends. I'll, I'll try to sleep in, quote-unquote, on the weekends, which is basically just a 6.30 Seven, wake up. But the um, but if I'm steady for an, an extended period of time, then if my alarm is set for 5.30 or 4.30, I'll get up at like 4.20, and I'll be wide awake. I'm like, well, all right, it is what it is, and then I just get up and move on. Were you a kid before Army that would like sleep in on the weekends until 12 or 1? No. I don't understand that. It stresses me out thinking about it. Your whole day is gone. You rarely want to wake up at 1 o'clock and be productive. Yeah. The only reason I was sleeping or waking up at that time was because I spent all night playing video games and I was just awake. But it's not like, you know, I mean, we've dated people that were like, well, you know, I kind of start my day at like 11.15. Like when you go to sleep, like 9.30 p.m., like you're wait like that's a waste of time. That's the entire day gone. Like leave me alone. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Like what do you do? Why? No answer. Like do you have a job of benefits? Like, like no workers comp. Not nothing. No no retirement. No thoughts of <laughs> benefits insurance. Like no, I just kind I just pour coffee. It's like I'm gone. Yeah. See I don't have time for that. Bye. Yeah. I I just don't understand. There's still people that do that now, and I just don't understand how. If I sleep for more than eight hours, I feel disgusting. Like, my body is just, what are you doing? The only time that happens is if we're, like, sick. Yeah. And then our body forces us to, well, to sleep. Yeah, it's our body forcing us. It's yeah. not a conscious decision to waste our life. Correct. Correct. I don't get it. I don't either. I never did. Do you like falling to sleep early? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sad when you're binge-watching a show, and it's a cliffhanger episode, and then you got to force yourself to go to sleep, and you're miserable about it, but then you can look forward to the show the next day. That's kind of cool, until the show ends. And then you're really miserable because you never have that experience again until you find another good show. But yeah. yeah, I just because it's it's the routine. And then I, you know, I always found when does Colleen go to bed at eight too? She'll depending, yeah. but more times than not, she'll just like go to bed and read for like an hour and a half or whatever, and just try to blind me with her white light. Drives me nuts. That's a whole different conversation. Does she have? Do you guys have like lights on your end table? She uses her her cell phone, really? but then puts it under a blanket. I'm like, can you not like? You know, puts it under. Does she go into the blanket too? What? Does she go into the blanket too? No, no, oh. she doesn't like cocoon herself. <laughs> but she'll, because the flashlight on an iPhone is obnoxious. Yeah. So she'll just turn it on, and then put like a, a thin blanket over it to kind of dim the light, mm-hmm. so it's not completely blinding me. I had this massive discussion. We'll it's get a into diffuser, it. man. It's what these things are. You take these things off, and it'll blind you. Yeah. So what I I try to explain to her. I'm, I hate white light at night. I hate it because it ruins your night vision. Mm-hmm. So, and I, you know, with time in, nothing is under white light unless it's like an actual medical emergency or you're trying to find a sensitive item that someone dropped into a swamp at like zero two in the morning because they didn't tie it down properly. So like you never use Nerds. white lights ever. Right. So you never use a white light. So she's reading next to me and I'm like, it's literally cutting through my eyelids. And she's like, well, most times you fall asleep. Why is it an issue? I'm like, Oh my God. So I finally got her a headlamp and I was like, use your headlamp to red lens. You can read. 
It like don't, an actual headlamp? Yeah, but she she didn't wear it. She just like put like it, she's going to mine, <laughs> right? But she just put it like you know she puts it on her blanket and she just like uses it, and directs it into a book, too, right? Attaches to the top. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm like, use a headlamp, and she's like, fine, I'll use the headlamp. And I was like, thank you, because it's a red lens. And if she tried to tell me you can't read with a red lens, I was gonna literally go off and just be like, let me tell you something private. But anyways, <laughs> so. So she's sitting there using a, a red lamp or a red lens on a, on a headlamp and then burns through the batteries in a night. I'm like, I've I spent eight and a half years using headlamps and I've never needed to change batteries after one duration. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, well, I just read it and then it died. I'm like, how long did you read for? She's like, well, I don't know, like three and a half hours. Like, three and a half hours? What are you doing? Going to bed at midnight? Like, what is wrong? Like, and she's like, I just couldn't relax my mind. I'm like, oh, brother. And I just like rolled over. I was so fed up. So now she's back to her friggin' to her thing, to her phone, under a blanket. It's a it's a nightly thing. It's it's an episode. Can you so if she had a like um an end table lamp that was not white, but it was soft lights. Would you be able to fall asleep with the lights on or no? I can eventually I'll always fall asleep. Yeah. It's just frustrating for the first like 15 minutes when I'm trying to get comfortable because sure. then I'm forced to sleep on my right side. And then if I have an upset stomach, I can't lay on my right side. I got to lay on my left side. Obviously, we talked about it. Science. Yeah. And then that's where she is reading her book. I'm like, I can't. Oh, my God. I get so mad. So then I just basically. There she is. <laughs> yeah, so then I'm just laying on my back, you know, and then Sam falls asleep instantly because he's tired from his big day of taking naps. And then he's kicking me in the leg. I'm like, oh, my God. It's, it's just a cycle, man. It's just a cycle. Would, would you wake up if she read in the living room and came into the bedroom at, like, 1130? Depending on the night. Yeah. But if she came in. And I did wake up. Realistic, I just roll over and fall right back asleep. It's not. I'm not that light of a sleeper, but I'm light enough. If I hear something outside, I'll wake up and clear the house completely naked. No doubt. <laughs> See? And then you'll be running sprints with me in the lawn. That's right. That's right. Maybe that's her thing. That's what we should do. <laughs> but you don't, you don't have any crazy household <laughs> conversations? Well, you do. You have the water conversation where you like it ice cold and she wants everything at room temp yeah. or vice versa, whatever it no, is. It's, you're right. I was trying to get her into getting because her parents had. We were just over there for Easter, and they have one of the, um, like water coolers. Yeah, and I love those things, but plastic. You know, you buy the five gallon thing of water, and you have to throw that out eventually, and it's just a waste because water is virtually free. You play a you pay a flat fee, and I don't know if I've ever paid more than that flat fee. Have you? No. So water is virtually free. Yeah. You're just paying a three-month fee. So, I mean, it doesn't really make sense. You just put in the Brita and man up. But I wanted to get one of those because it, theirs has the cold and the hot dial. So you can just do whatever you want. She can mix the two if she wants. I can add ice if I want. True. But, yeah. Now, I mean, we have our discussions, too. She goes to sleep really um, – we both go to sleep at 10 o'clock, and she's a terrible sleeper, and I sleep through everything. So – we always go to sleep at the same time and wake up basically at the same time. Well, isn't that just We're like homogenous? Yeah, I know. Well, she wakes up in the middle of the night too, and I'm just mouth wide open, drool coming out, yeah. Cleo kicking me in the stomach. It's all good. Recently, she's super congested and she's constantly in her sleep, clearing her throat, and that woke me up, and I was super miserable. I'm like, can you just shut up over there? You know, but it's fine. Yeah, I remember one time I was because. Everyone's throat gets dry, especially if you have pizza or something like super salted the night before, yeah. which is like every other day for me. Uh, your throat will get super dry. So in the middle of the night, I'm 
And she goes, what the hell was that? I'm like, I'm, I can't help it. Not my fault. What do you want from me? I can it's a see, bodily reaction. I can see her legitimately sitting up and beating you. Yeah. To make you fall back asleep because she she's so annoyed. Me, but yes, it's true. I could see it. Yeah. Oh, she was not happy. <laughs> I have to sneeze and like, like stare at her to make sure she didn't wake up. No, it's fine. But yeah, I mean, any sleep is just a weird thing. And we were talking about that not too long ago. We still don't know why we have to sleep. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. And we don't know why, like what the desired amount is. I don't know where the nine hours came from. Would you ever get one of the, like we've talked about Fitbits and no. I have a Fitbit on. You would never get a whoop? No. No, I don't want a whoop strap. I don't I don't want to monitor every single aspect of my life. It's not always 100% accurate anyways. No, dude, like, I was I just, killing it at the gym yesterday or two days ago. I was sweating like crazy. I look at my Fitbit and it's like 70 heart beats per minute. I'm like, there's no way my heart is beating 70 beats per minute. Maybe you're just a freak I'm athlete dying. now. Stop it. <laughs> the only thing I can compete in is pizza eating contest, yeah. which is basically my name translated. It, Where did that come from? I just saw it. But anyways, it was it's funny you bring that up. I had in college there was a nutrition class that I took and the the professor hated how little my caloric intake was throughout the day and my activity level was so high and I'm like I'm I eat when I'm hungry. Like I don't really know what to tell you. And she's like you're only taking in like 1500 calories a day. I'm like, "Okay." She's like, "Well, you're you're you have to be burning far more." I mean, it doesn't make any sense. She's like, "Your cardio must be atrocious." I'm like, "What?" Like, this doesn't even make sense. So then we had to take a PT test to finish the class. It was like part of our final. And it was the winter semester. So it was just shifting into winter. So the wind's blowing all over the place. And you know the backside of the campus was like wide open because the baseball diamonds were back there. Mm -hmm. So the wind whips off the building and then comes right back across the baseball diamonds. And you know how the... The, it's basically a giant circle to access the different parking lots. She made us run the outer perimeter of the campus. Mm. Now, mind you, it was it was probably about it, w- it was just over two miles. It was like two point one, two point two, whatever. And she goes, "We'll just say it's a two mile run, and then I'll time you, and then we'll see where everyone's cardio's at." I decimated the entire class, and she's like, she hated me because the numbers didn't match, and I was taking, I didn't eat the thing she wanted. I'm like, wait. No, I'm not going to have kale. I'm in college. I can't afford kale salads. Are you out of your mind? Like, what are you th- like, no, I'm having broccoli. Like, I eat my fruits and veggies, whatever, and have shakes. Like, I, I can't afford all this food. That kind of comes back to the discussion that we were having uh, two weeks ago or whatever about everybody's body being different. And the amount of nutritional info out there is great for, like, a broad scale. But if you're trying to get the best out of your body... You're not going to mean you are not the same. Right. With our with what our body needs. Mine needs pizza. Yours doesn't need pizza. Correct. It needs lettuce and baby spinach and baked chicken with no breadcrumbs and the plainest things in the world. Your body does not need that. I'll tell you that. right (laughs) now. I mean, I still have I have pasta every once in a while. I just I don't crave certain things and I just eat healthy. And then I don't know. I just what is your caloric intake now? I dude, I honestly couldn't tell you. Yesterday you was obviously it was? destroyed because we, um, my <clears throat> my brother in law bought us dinner and had it delivered at the house as like a nice gesture. Mm-hmm. Again, shout out, appreciate it. But that was, I mean, it, it's a whatever the hell the, the Italian restaurant gives you for a portion size, which is two families. Yeah, basically. So I crushed one of those, and I was like, well, now I got a tummy ache. But <laughs> what I, it was, dude, it was amazing. So I had that. It was a carbona or ca- carbonara. 
yeah, that. Chicken carbonara. Yeah. yeah. With like mushrooms and stuff. Super good. Oh, yeah. So crush that. And then, um, but otherwise, I have 120 calories for breakfast. Yeah, 120, 150 calories for breakfast. My lunch, dude, I couldn't even, my caloric intake for the day, no joke, is probably about the same as it was in college. Like, Maybe a little more. I I wouldn't say it's above twenty five hundred calories yeah. at all. I would probably be high like eighteen, fifteen, eighteen hundred a day, and I just slam water and I. I who where cares, do, man? I just crush the day. Like I just, and I go to the gym. You know, it's, where does a two thousand calorie like guide come from? Height, weight, gender, and then they, they basically figured out how much. Or how many calories are needed. Some guy's screaming at his dog outside. I really hope the mics pick that up. But anyways, uh, experts essentially figured out how how many calories your body burns by just being alive. And they're like, okay, so that's the base that you need to literally just operate. Like your brain takes X amount. All the different individual systems take X amount. Your metabolism burns X amount. Um, And then based on food groups and then what was actually in the in the industry on the market at that time, I think it was 2000 is the norm for someone who's generally active. And then it obviously ranges based on gender, age, BMI, activity level, uh, profession, all that other craziness. Because if you weigh more, you burn more contrary to what you would think, because you have more, your body's trying harder to survive get rid of it. Yeah. So you're burning. Like I would burn more calories in a day than you would because I am, just bigger. Mm-hmm. For now. Yeah. So I just keep... Yeah, and I keep losing. Hell well, yeah. I mean, dude, you've lost a lot. Yeah. Well, I was down 40, and now I'm back yeah. up five because I've been hitting the gym every day for so, the most part. And your water increased. Well, my water has always been the same. Dude, I consume way so, uh, I, so much water. I can promise you it increased since mm, you've been going to the gym. Maybe a little bit, but yeah. I don't... I don't. I drink still like one of my, one of my things at the gym. You got to drink more water, bro. No, I'm fine. You know what we should do? We should crush Pedialyte for a day and see what we feel like. Oh, God. What do you mean, oh, God? I don't drink anything besides water, coffee, and whiskey and beer. Good beer. When we have to. Yeah. Yeah. But mostly water, coffee, and whiskey. I want to know how many calories are in this can. It's a 12-ounce can. I'm curious. And that's the thing that, not specific to this, but kind of getting back to what you and I do, we do a lot of small businesses. And I don't know what threshold businesses have to report the caloric intake on their food. Like some of the businesses that we've interviewed, you probably know, create some crazy things that probably would result in a heart attack for somebody. What is the level where you have to start reporting that stuff? Because you have to educate the consumer, right? Yeah, but I think if somebody's that intent on what they're eating, they're probably not going to get the largest burger Juicy Burger has on its menu. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to sit down and try to find a man versus food, hashtag not a sponsor, challenge at a local restaurant and just be like, I want to be on the wall. Right. So I don't th- I don't even think they get asked. Is there a requirement for, like, national chains to do it? Because I know that Applebee's and Friday's and Ruby Tuesday's, all those chains have the calories of each meal on there. But, like, Juicy Burger doesn't, I don't think. But like, why do businesses, local businesses, not have to report that? I'm not saying they should. I don't care. But it's right. just interesting to me that like, 
the pizza place that we interviewed. Won't call them out by name, but the pizza place that they interviewed can throw literally everything in the kitchen sink on top of the pizza and not have to report any of it. I love it. That's America. Get government out of my life. But it just seems odd to me that you wouldn't have to report something that literally could cause a heart attack. Right. I Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's because it's a chain, if it's based on the amount of locations I yeah. have. I couldn't tell you. I know, but what's it's probably just not regulated like it's other things true. are. Like a malt... Um, as long as it's food and it's right. red, like the ingredients that they're losing are or using are qualified by the FDA, then I guess it doesn't matter. Like supplements have to find follow a labeling law where they have to break down each ingredient yeah. and then at what percentage so that everybody knows what's actually in it. That probably makes sense, though, from a supplement standpoint. But, yeah. like, you wouldn't have to put down – you have mozzarella cheese and tomatoes and pepperoni in this pizza because it's, like, obviously. Right. You're not putting chemicals in here. But still, putting chicken fingers as well as fried jalapenos as well as mozzarella sticks as well as pizza logs all on a pizza, you're like, all right, bro. I'll try it, but I might die. <laughs> Let's clear that up. I'll try it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Please send over half a pie because I'm ready. What are you going to do? That's right. 30 minutes in, mm-hmm. two sips in. Let's rate this thing. Let's do it. How long is that going to last until you come up with something Forever. new? Oh, brother. Come on. <laughs> Come on, you gotta have something know. new. Yeah, it'll have to. It'll have to be something new. I don't know, dude. I don't. I don't like change. I, I don't either. We know this. Yeah. No, but it's fine. All right, let's write this thing. So let's cl- do it. Oh my god! <laughs> Doesn't mean you have to do it again, Derek. So Crooked Lamppost Brewing is a homebrew club out in Eden, New York, which is south of Buffalo. For those that are unfamiliar with the area. Uh, it's a rural suburb. It's fantastic, and it's very homey. So Crooked Lamppost allowed us to brew with them on a collaboration event, which was incredible. Derek and I worked with them from the very beginning all the way until the end where we tried it after it was canned, um, and it was also on tap. So they got their own setup in the garage. Obviously, we can't charge for this. Um, it's a one-time released single batch. Very excited for it. We appreciate the opportunity. We learned a ton, and it was cool to learn all the equipment as well and operate it. So outside of that, this is a 4.5% uh, fruit puree guava, pink guava. You got it right that time. Yep. Uh, it's a wheat wood beer. So it's a summer crusher, essentially. Like I said, 4.5%. It's something that we wanted to make from a unique flavor standpoint, but also something that can be enjoyed by the masses, even though there was only like 50 cans total. Uh, we did have some fans and family members and, you know, close friends and things try it. Uh, so far, all the reviews are great. There was not a insane filtration process on the end of the operation and making it. So there was some puree that was inside the cans that was from inside the keg, uh, which it is what it is. But if you did get a can with a little puree, that's all it is. It's puree. It's essentially kind of like drinking pulp, except based on the can you got and the keg we used, because there were two, um, you might have gotten a lot of pulp, basically, or a lot of puree. But nevertheless, we were excited for this. Uh, when there is no pulp or puree, it's great, and we like it, and that's all that matters. Yeah, these are some good beers. I mean, just looking at it when we poured it, you can tell that some of even – the pulp in this one settled down to the bottom and it got a little darker as you poured it out. But once it's in the glass, it mixes together and it tastes very delicious. Yeah. 
have you have you ever had a guava? No, no. Sorry, I haven't spent much time in those regions of the world. By <laughs> well, you can buy one at Wegmans. Here we go. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. It's gonna be cacao all over again. <laughs> it's gonna be a cacao moment all over again. I don't even know what the hell those things look like. Really? Yeah. Guava berries, or they're not guava berries. They're just no. Guavas. It's yeah. It's it's a piece of fruit. Yeah. Let me let me look it up. It's probably but, yeah. got some seeds in the core. Something crazy. Who knows? But yeah. So label branding. This is. Crooked Lamp Post's label, they use 12-ounce cans. Uh, they have their own canning and labeling operation. Oh, okay, so it's like, well, it's wild. Yeah. Um, so their label, and then what we did to imprint our label was we just threw some stickers on the cans, um, and then we ran out of stickers just because we haven't bought stickers in forever. Thank God I'm trying to help Derek save money for once. So... Again, self-funded. We make zero doll hairs. <laughs> so we uh, we threw some stickers on there so that our label is, is a part of it. People think it's real. It's great. And then outside of that, 12-ounce cans, opposed to the industry standard of craft beer of 16-ounce cans. I do like 12-ounce cans personally. Uh, I just think it's the, it's a good amount, but it's not an overpowering amount. We're just stuck with another eight ounces of beer. Yeah. So, um, which, mega fan, math, I understand eight is not half a 12 Whatever. It's 16. Half a 16. You were close. Well, I'm just saying, if you compare 16 to 12. Anyways, neither here nor there. So, label branding, I'm giving this an A+. Yeah. I do like the fact that it's their own label and can. Mm -hmm. That's sweet. We had to literally, like, drill the tops onto the can itself, which is really cool. Um, And then it was just a really fun experience to learn how to fill the cans, add some CO2 to seal it. All that fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, we ran into some issues, too. It was all learning process, yeah. trying to fill that thing appropriately with the amount of CO2. Yeah. It was exciting. It was. But, yeah, so A+. Plus, I like it. Nose. Nose. You get... It's, like, malt forward, and then you get some of that sweetness of the guava. And, like, a citrus hop. I still get that. Mm-hmm. But that's probably the main three that you pick up on the nose. Nose, I'm going to give this an A. Mm-hmm. Okay, A. Initial I agree, taste. I agree, I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree. <laughs> Initial taste to Derek. Grapefruit. It tastes like grapefruit, but it's not. It's guava. Makes me happy inside. But again, don't know what guava tastes like because I've never actually had a guava itself. I can't wait to just go to Wigmans and just start crushing these in the inside the store. Not even just buying take a bite them. out of it and yeah. put it back. Yep. And just Perfect. be like, science. I'm pretty sure I heard that's how COVID actually started. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So you get a little bit of grapefruit, citrus, um, kind of like an orange zest to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that's very fair. citrus forward on the, on the initial taste. Yep. I'm going to go with an A. I agree, I agree, I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree. Ending notes, you get the malt. It kind of lingers. The colder this is, the more snappy it is in a sense, and crispy in a sense. Um, mine is semi-warm at this point because it's 80 degrees outside. So Better than 13 degrees in here. Yeah, that's true. So it's... Uh, the ending note has changed from when I had this fresh out of the fridge. So I'm still, I'm going to go B plus. It's not like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing of all beers that I've ever tried in the history of beers. 
Um, also, I'm not the largest beer guy. I'm a bourbon guy, so don't at me. But yeah, I'm going to go B+. Yeah, I like this. We we did some experimentation between the amount of guava puree that we wanted to add. At first, guava is not a common fruit, so we didn't know the composition of the fruit and how it would react with the hops and the different brewing processes. So we weren't 100% sure. We started out with a thought process of adding two pounds of guava. After that, we decided we should probably add 11 pounds of guava. Pretty big difference, two pounds to 11 pounds. After that, we we did it with 11 pounds. So that's what's in the glasses and what we brewed with. But after that, we found out through research that we probably should have done 22 pounds. So that would be the only thing about this. Right now, this tastes a lot like a IPA to me. It has the the citra hops at, at the end. It has that maltiness of uh, of an IPA, but that bitterness of a citra hops. And I think that if we doubled the amount of guava in there, it would resemble more of a wit beer rather than an IPA, in my personal opinion. I disagree entirely. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you're yeah, you hit it on the head. However, it's not that that decision made this bad. No, not at, at all. all. It just made it a different type of beer. Correct. Yeah. But I still like it. Absolutely. Which is why we're basically already all out. And we made, what, 30 cans? No. That fi- we took? No, we, more we, than that. It was 30 fi- cans each. Or 25 cans 25 each. 25 cans each. Yeah. yeah. We Math. destroyed it already. Right. Because we like it so much. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just it didn't turn out to be the beer that we wanted. Mm-hmm. But it's the beer that we probably should have had. Yeah. And I like it. So, ending note. B plus. B plus. B plus, okay. B plus. All right, perfect. So final rating. Give me that countdown. Three, two, one. 91. 91.5. Nailed it. 91.5. It's good. It is good. I am excited to continue working with them and continue working with the other breweries in the area because I like learning about brewing beer. I really do. I'm also excited for that to then – Basically, pick out of a hat how we can make a beer, yeah. and that hat's never going to be empty. What's cool about making beer and what distilleries are notably struggling with is the fact that you can make a beer, two weeks later can it, and enjoy it that day. Whiskey, you cannot do that nope. if you want a good product. You have to wait years in order for it to be a good whiskey. So that's probably why you and I like making beer so much is because we can literally taste the fruits of our labor – I <laughs> nailed it. We can literally taste everything that we just made two weeks later. Stop shaking your head. That was a good dad joke. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so miserable. It, it was, I mean, it's a cool process to see and then have it immediately after. That's what I'm getting at. I agree. And we can't I agree. do that with, like, yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. We can't do that with whiskey unless we want to drink moonshine, which I wouldn't be against. I Okay, well, that makes half of us. Really? You wouldn't want moonshine? No. It's unaged whiskey. Why wouldn't you want moonshine? Because it's literally like 180 proof. No, it doesn't have to be. Name a low proof moonshine. Well, if it has to be distilled at no more than 130 proof, that means that you can drink it at 130 proof. Yeah, I'll pass. In Hard Scotland, pass. it's 195 or 190, 190, 190. 190. Yeah. And I think bourbon's 150. 
has to be distilled at no more than 150, right? So, and then cut down to 125 down to the barrel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, moonshine's not my game. I'll put it at that. Have you ever had quality moonshine? I feel like everybody, Once. like when I was younger, not younger, I shouldn't phrase it like that. Everyone had their uncle? Yeah. Everyone was like, my uncle made this apple pie moonshine. I'm like, yeah. who's your uncle? Yeah. What are we doing here? Right. Like, where's he from? Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. He comes down from his cabin three times a year. It's like, what are you doing? Like, I, no, I'm I not going like- to have this concoction that's in a glass jar that if I say Mason, I'm going to get punched in the face. Like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Just give me some normal alcoholic beverage so I can enjoy my evening and forget my Monday through Friday life. Like, that's why I'm here. I'm not trying to drink something and then all of a sudden there's a random gummy bear or some worm thing. <laughs> like, all you people with your fear factor lifestyle, live your life. But I'm good. I'm going to be over here by the fire. Not for me. Drinking bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I can't do it. But other than that, Dude, what do we have coming up outside of the nine products that we have yet to consume? I got that one very interesting 90 proof. I can't wait to rate that thing. Yeah, we, we have a couple stuff coming down the pipe. I wanted to talk to you about something else. What was what did I want to talk to you about? Here we go. It's going to be something off the wall. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about this the other day. My life right now is going on interviews, basically. Yeah. Editing the podcast, working my nine to five job, and listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. That's all I do. So my life right now revolves like all my new information calls from comes from Joe Rogan. So that's where a lot of my thought processes come from. You gotta branch out. You gotta do go go walk in the woods and make a story. I go to the gym, made plenty of stories there. We can't just talk kidding. about that though. I, know. I really didn't. Everything's just blah. That's sad. It shouldn't be blah. That's why I create my own content. That's why I just drive around and just make myself laugh. Well, you're afforded a luxury of being able to drive around while you work. That's true. I'm afforded a luxury of walking up the stairs. Sometimes I have a good story, like I trip up the second stair, but sometimes I don't trip up that stair. Can't do much. Sometimes you just choose to be an athlete. Yeah. Yeah, I will say it's weird living in a life where uh, your sinuses are coming back. Because right now it's a uh, the middle of spring or the start of spring, and I've sneezed more the past week than I have in the past year since I burst in my throat. You so burst in your throat that. was hilarious, dude. That was crazy. So for all of you that don't know who are new to the channel, one thank you very much because uh, we couldn't do this without you. But secondly. I was walking my dog, and I held in a sneeze because I was self-conscious of spreading the COVID virus, and I held in my sneeze and bursted my throat. My throat swelled up. I literally couldn't swallow, and I thought I was going to die. I mean, that's really the end of it. Case in point, let it out. Yeah, let it out. Don't worry about what the strangers think, all right? Just be an athlete and sneeze like a human and move on with your life. You'll be fine. Don't worry about the viral load or whatever they're going to complain about. But yeah, so I've been sneezing a lot, and it feels good. But every once in a while, I'll get like a crack in my rib. What I feel like I need to go to a like a chiropractor or a massage therapist or something. Yes, you do. For them to just like touch me and be like, something's off. I'll be like, I know, doc, thanks. You'd be surprised how, how often and how easily you can slip a rib out. Happens to me all the time. Dude, when we were interviewing uh, a winery, he's like, I got to lay down. I sneezed wrong. I came out. I used a dog toy. I'm like, you do what? He's like, yeah, I popped it back in. I'm like, that's awesome. Cleo, come here. Where's your dog toy? Let's try this. 
Yeah. But yeah, I feel like I pop the rib out sometime. Do you feel it in the back or do you feel it in front? Both sometimes. Go get it checked out. That'd be hilarious. Don't tell your sister, though, because an autumn leaf would just be like, well, I have a pain here. What do I do now? She just te- She's living her own life right now. She texted me the other day, and she's like, I'm going to Florida today. Can you do something for me? Like, you're going to Florida today? Where did this come from? She just, like, picked up and went to Florida one day. For how long? I don't know. She's like, I'm going to Florida. I'll be back. When was this? A couple days ago? Yeah. Well. I'm like, you do you, girl. Yeah, spring break. Kill it. Even though I think she's been down with school for, like, Years, but that's fine. I mean, she's a teacher, so well, she's a school psychologist who so, lives on WebMD yes. because of her brother. Exactly. So, well, because of her too. It's not just because of me. Oh no, no, you drive that train. No, I do not. You'd be surprised, <laughs> my friend. You'd be very surprised. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like there's something popped out, but I don't know. Have Gina stand on your back. Oh, my God. Can I watch? That'd Maybe. be hilarious. Yeah. Step here. I am stepping there, Derek. <laughs> Ow. Did you ever, like, did you have people say it on your back when you were younger? I feel like that was a younger kid thing. People don't do that anymore. I had to for my dad a lot. Um, he he used to with, like, one leg when I was a kid. But otherwise. But now he's a massage therapist. Yeah, how'd that work? What do you mean, how'd that work? He went to school and he graduated. <laughs> Now he has well, LMT after his name. What does that stand? Oh, licensed massage therapist nailed it. Yeah, yeah, I can. So for those out. that don't know, stop calling a licensed massage therapist a masseuse because it's if you actually know the definition of masseuse, it has literally nothing to do. Well, I mean, it kind of in a way has something to do with massage, but not in the sense you want it to. You know, yeah, yeah. Just stop a little using happy ending. Stop using the term masseuse. A masseuse is what Deshaun Watson used, not a licensed massage no, therapist. No, 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 that's not true either. <laughs> Goodness. But anyways, so yeah, he went to the New York Institute of Massage, graduated, and then now he's a he's a full time massage therapist. Because he had issues with his back growing up and he just wanted to help people? Is that why? No, he oh, nailed it. His uh the place he was working at got bought out by a larger place and then they they basically closed his department forever and he's like, Well, screw it. So then he was kind of in limbo. And then he said, I'm just going to do something that's got job security and everybody wants a massage. And then, bam. So he's been crushing it for years. I remember when he went to school, he came home and then rewrote all of his notes because that was the only way he could remember anything. Really? Yep. And then, obviously, he'd read his books or whatever, but it's just nuts. He knows all the muscles and how they attach. And Hold on. I got a story for you. So I was playing football. He was licensed. And I said, all right, father. I have pain in the left side of my hip. Um, I need you to work on it. And he's like, all right, no problem. Found a trigger point in my right trap. Got rid of it. And then my left leg went numb. And then my hip op- it like popped. And then all the pain went away. What? It's all connected. Your whole body's connected. Yeah. So he basically just traced it, found it, and then got rid of it. He's like, all right, you're all set. I was like, thanks. So I would literally go to the chiropractor and my dad throughout high school and college and I was in impeccable shape because I was my body was in alignment and then he got through all the lactic acid and broke all all the the trigger points up he broke them all out and that was it why don't you continue doing it time we're too I mean hey we gotta look at this week you know we we work full time and then we have an interview then we work full time then we have to record then we work full time then we have a a meeting for a collaboration for the podcast. Then we work full time and then I got to take care of the house. Mm-hmm. Like it's, 
it's just time. You know, back when when I was in high school, it's, you work three, four hour shifts because you're like 16 mm-hmm. and then you have football practice, which is two, two and a half hours. Who cares? You know, game once a week under the lights. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah, that's it, dude. How do you think life started? Oh my God. What do you even mean by that? How do I think life started? <laughs> Are we thinking like the Big Bang? Yeah. Or are you thinking about like cellular molecular exoskeleton bacteria things that just became life? I mean, which one do you believe? Oh, brother. Do you believe Big Bang? Do you believe science or do you believe God? Science is Big Bang. Okay. So which one do you believe? I think it's a mixture of both. Yeah. I think where science can't explain it, that's where religion steps in. So that we have peace of mind so we don't just lose ourselves and just go crazy. I mean, there's people that lose their mind thinking about how the universe is never ending. They literally go insane trying to fathom it. Do you think, so with our universe being so large, there has to be another human form out there. Do you think they are ahead or behind us? Ahead. Yeah. And then I think there's others that are behind. But, yeah. I mean, there's... You know what I want to know about? What was in the the Library of Alexandria? Because that got lost. I want to know what's in there. Like, all the things about the pyramids were in that library. There was a bunch of other... There was a ton of stuff that we just lost. Straight up lost forever. Don't know anything about it. What the hell was in there? Could yeah. you imagine all the... Maybe they had techno, uh, technological advancements that we had to recreate years after they were actually already created. We just didn't know it because they were lost. Mm-hmm. Insane to think about. But, yeah. And then, I, I don't know. My next thing is I'm just waiting for Yellowstone to just erupt. Yeah. Like the mega volcano. Well, and- that's, what, that's what kind of this conversation was going towards. Because there was... Oh, that's morbid. There was a thought on... <clears throat> how far along we would be as a civilization if we didn't have catastrophic events happen to us. Like, if you take a human 100,000 years ago... Where is this from? You know where it's from. If you take a human 100,000 years ago and you put a suit on him and you put him in today's world, you wouldn't know any different because we look very similar. But the technological advances that happened between then and now are crazy. Yeah. So what could we have done in so much time if catastrophic events didn't happen? We didn't have volcanoes erupting. We didn't have shit get destroyed all over the place. What if you flip that and think about how we actually adapted because of those catastrophic events? So that's why I'm asking you. Do you think that other universes had or other places within the universe had catastrophic events that developed them or do you think that they haven't had any catastrophic events which is why they're further along than we are i don't do drugs so (laughs) i can't answer that question for you derek um however i had 11 ounces of beer so i'm just gonna say you're probably right in both senses of that question because it's never ending so there has to be something else. And there's there's got to be a parallel universe. I, it just, there's got to be. Yeah. There was, there's, the reason that I talk about this is because Eric Weinstein was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know. And he's all over the place. 
and he was talking about all this about society and how far along we are, but also like the, the the beginning of society and what that looks like. And he brought like a water wiggle and started describing some crazy. Oh, what? <laughs> I didn't know what it was either until he brought it on. You know those things that like it was like picture a Chinese finger trap, but. It was water. So, like, every time you squeeze it, it would keep going. (laughs) Let me pull it up. But he's talking about some sort of water wiggle parallel universe. And he lost me and Rogan, if we're being honest, about the entire conversation. But the he was describing society and how, like, it started. And he was using this water wiggle as an example. Who made a water wiggle? You can buy it on Amazon. So, so who made it? I don't know, dude. You call it. We're not listening to this ad. We're not sponsored by Kent State. University. We literally have zero <laughs> of them. But anyways, so why don't you just this pull- is a water wiggle? This thing. Why? You know what I'm talking about? No, You've clearly. You've never seen these before? No, I've never seen a water... Wi- Look at these QVC nerds <laughs> trying to promote this friggin' thing. What is that? It's a water wiggle, dude. How high In- was the person that invented a water wiggle? <laughs> I don't know, but he's saying like there's a water wiggle-like structure. So it's, <laughs> it's basically symbolizing like eternity because you just like keep pushing it. And it keeps going. Like, there's no stop to it. Okay. And there's water wiggle-like structure above us. And he's saying that's the reason behind the start of civilization. So that's why I was wondering your thought process behind it. I have none. <laughs> I literally... That dude, his IQ is just different. Yeah. So I couldn't tell you. And then I turned on Dan Crenshaw. And now I'm back down to reality. So now I understand what he's talking about. There you go. He was just on today. Oh, my God. I haven't listened because I don't live for his pod. Why? Because I live for ours. Well, I I live ours. <laughs> I can listen to someone else's, but still live ours. I, I know that, Derek. I just, I don't know. To me, listening to Joe Rogan every day is like me going and supporting China. Like, it's just so big. How do you get your information then? How do I get information? Yeah. Regarding what? Everything. Life. The interwebs, and I by I doing find what though by searching it. So um, you're using I'm, Google, which is arguably bigger than Joe Rogan. No, I don't necessarily use Google. <laughs> I use DuckDuckGo <laughs> because I want to get the real. No, so I use <laughs> I use DuckDuckGo um, and Google Chrome. I use both, but I'll search and then gather info from reputable sources you know dot org dot gov but that's information that you're actively seeking out there's a lot of information that you don't even know about correct i'm telling you so i derek (laughs) stay in my lane i don't deviate to all this craziness and if i have to find something specific i accomplish that task and then go back to my lane and stay in my lane not that i'm okay with that though but listen or do you just not have time correct Okay. Like, if I'm going for, like, a mile or three-mile run, I'll either listen to music or I'll listen I'll listen to a podcast. But otherwise, I, I mean, like, when I'm driving, it's an American Idol audition, so that's where I am. <laughs> and then, or I'm taking phone calls from people that, because it's always at work, yeah. 
Um, but there's, or if it's after work and I'm driving because it's literally my life is behind the wheel, then I'll call family that I haven't talked to in a while. Like, Hey dad, how are you? You know, have those conversations or Colleen, what do we have to pick up for Wegmans that you forgot, which is probably nothing. Cause she never forgets anything. Cause she makes a weekly list, but I don't, I mean, I, yeah, I don't actively seek out like, Oh, new episode. I gotta, gotta listen to it. I'm just not that person. Oh. Why you are? Yeah, dude. I consume a podcast, whether it's one of my seven podcasts that I actively listen to on a, on a weekly basis. It makes I me am sick listening to, my to something. It has to be at least eight hours a day, whether it's on in the background and I capture like random hints of information that I want, or I'm actually watching it because I like watching my podcasts. I listen to podcasts at the gym. I'm just constantly learning about things that I've never learned about, never even knew existed. I'm a different person in the gym. I have one purpose, and I'm listening to metal, and I'm crushing my workout, and I'm focusing on the muscle-mind connection like I'm not there to pick up information at all. The only information I'm there to gather is how much it hurts and to make sure I'm actually doing it right, looking at form, feeling form, everything. I'm not. Do you ever, did you ever think that you had ADD or ADHD or no? I, dude, I think all that's so overblown. We're human beings. Our brains are all over the place. I never cared about ADD or ADHD. Can if you someone multitask wants to, a lot, uh, are you a person that can actually multitask well or no? It def- because there's a difference between ADHD and ADD and being able to multitask. I can, co- what I do know is I can compartmentalize well. So if that means I can multitask, then so be it. But I can compartmentalize. What do you mean? Everything. Like, stressful events that would cause mental trauma, I'll compartmentalize and just, I'll cap it, just bury it deep, you know? But like like different, doing different things at one time. Like I can easily, for example, I do this very frequently and it's not, I'm not saying I have ADHD or anything like that. I've already diagnosed myself with that and we're on to a different topic (laughs) by now. But I sometimes have the Bruins game on my phone, watching that, talking to Gina and watching something on TV at the same time. And I'm absorbing all of it. I wouldn't do that to myself. I just It just happens to me. Like when I'm at the gym, I can focus so much on the mind-muscle connection while also understanding the formation of the world. I don't know why. It's just something that I've always been able to do and people think that I'm not paying attention to things, but I'm always paying attention. Oh, I'm always paying attention. I got the best memory, the best attention span. No, it's true, though, because I'm always doing something more than one thing. Yeah, no, I'll if I'm super focused on one thing, I don't know what to tell you. It's gone. So if I'm super focused on one thing, I'll I'll tip the bottom glass. There you go. You got a little pulp in that one. Who, you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Mine was clean. A little high pulp. So if I'm super focused, for example, my workout I'll listen to not even the lyrics of the song, but certain musical instruments. That's how in deep focus I am where the rest zones out and I'll just pick up riffs Mm -hmm. and then because it's always metal. Like I just I love metal. So I get super excited and fired up and that's what I'm listening to. It's not it literally has nothing to do with the rest of the song. It's a riff and then the mind muscle connection and the focus on the exercise and that's it. 
and I'll count reps, but that's just because I I count everything. I count stairs when I walk walk up and down stairs. Me I count too. stairs. This is, that's a sign of OCD too. Perfect. I'm dude. I'm sure I have all the things, but I just <laughs> you just don't care to get it checked out. Correct. Damn right. Because it's not going to change anything. I am who I am. So I just move on. I am Michael, son of Michael, Lord of Andre's place. You know, like it's it is what it is. You should start watching Outlander. It's a good show. You should watch Last Kingdom. Better show. I don't know about that. Literally, in Outlander, they speak Gaelic, and you you literally have no clue what they're saying for the first like six episodes, unless you have subtitles on. And I love it. <laughs> it's all about Scotland, dude. You can't be Scotland. I love Scotland. Right. Well, I like Belfast, Ireland. Because the hell with the English. But anyways, that's a different conversation for a different day. I mean, that's all what Outlander is about. It's just the hell with English. But whatever. Yeah. Thank you all very much for sticking around for today's episode. We are the Buffalo Happy Hour Podcast. Again, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. It helps us a lot. And whatever podcast platform you're listening to, make sure you follow us or subscribe on that platform. Because honestly, I don't even know what those platforms do. I don't know if you can follow us. I don't know if you can like us, favorite us. Do whatever you can. Just get your information about when we upload when, however you can yeah leave a review yeah follow us on social media we are at the buffalo happy hour 12 on instagram we are at the buffalo happy hour on facebook we're also on clubhouse which i just found out the other day i don't even know what we're doing um couldn't tell you <laughs> but yeah so like mike said also leave a review we haven't gotten a new one since the last one so that's why we're not reading it today but if we do get reviews we will be reading it on the show so thank you all very much for your support going on so far. We're going to continue this until we're bored of doing these random crazy episodes. So continue to let us know if you're having fun listening to these or if you want us to go back to more structure because we have a lot more content coming your way. Michael, anything else to add? Go Bills. Hell yeah. So please, everybody, remember to drink responsibly, be a good person. And Michael? And do not litter. We're out. Money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20.